Chiliad is a Greek word meaning a thousand things. Digital is the everyday world that I live in. Welcome to the Chiliad Digital Podcast. My name is Aoife McCrum and I am your host. In this series, how to insert word here, in a virtual world, I'll be chatting to eight people on eight different topics and each episode will be 15 minutes. It's the perfect listen with your morning coffee or even while you're prepping the dinner. Today, I'm joined by the ever-smiling Arthur McGoran, and we're chatting about how to adapt and enjoy it in a virtual world. Arthur, thank you so much for being my guest today. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Um, tell us a little bit where, where you're based, what you do for a living, and maybe if you've picked up any interesting hobbies during lockdown. Thanks very much, Eva. That's a lovely introduction as well. Thank you so much for that. Uh, yes, hello, everybody. I'm Arthur McGoran. I'm the General Manager of Custom Ireland and Crafted Ireland. Um, I'm also on the board uh, for Site Ireland. Um, and I've been in the uh, tourism industry for 17 years, which was quite a startling number when I was counting it up earlier on. Can't believe it's quite that long. Um, so, yeah, at home, I'm, I'm, I'm husband to the amazing and patient uh, Carla father to Emily who is 10 and Tommy and Ruth who are eight-year-old twins uh, so a fun uh, time at the moment with them and also just to give you a couple of fun facts about me um, not a secret I'm into theatre I love theatre it's musical theatre whether I'm on stage acting performing or directing or even just uh, just watching um, some plays or some shows as well I love it um, I also had a little stint on Christmas FM as a, as a radio DJ for, for a couple of Christmases uh, which was a bit of fun. And uh, when I was a kid, I used to play chess. I was on the All-Ireland winning team of Straffan National School uh, for a few years as well. So, uh, so yeah, so there are a couple of fun facts for you. A chess nerd. I wouldn't have taken you for one such a person, Arthur. Um, I, I must sign myself up for a lesson. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that was a long time ago. Um, I still enjoy playing, but I wouldn't be quite as good as I was back then. And, and back then, you know, I did it when I was from 10 to 16 and as a 14 year old we would regularly play adults and beat them um so you know i don't think i'd be quite good anymore but i yeah we'll, get, we'll have a have a game sometime and this must be then a familiar setting for you if you have had a stint as a radio dj i never knew that you were on christmas fm one of my favorite seasonal stations <laughs> did you not yeah no i i, I um Try this training course a couple of years ago uh, within Christmas FM, and it was during the summertime. And you know, the, I just said, Look, this is something a bit of fun, something to do. And uh, you out of the training course, you get a demo tape and um, you submit the demo tape to see if they would allow you to be on their radio station. And um, yeah, so I was accepted for uh, two years. Um, I was I was on the main station, but on very, very antisocial hours. Um, and but they, they had a few online um, Christmas stations as well that I uh, spent a bit of time on. So it was a great experience, something very, very different. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to uh, to to kind of explore that uh, the uh, radio side of things again with this podcast. And then I have to ask, do you have a favorite Christmas song that I'm sure was played over and over again on the station? <laughs> well, yeah, there's a there's a few of them. Um, I, I'm a big fan of, um, I don't know if you know, Straight No Chaser. And they're kind of like an acapella band. Um, it's a bit of fun. Um, they have this song called The Christmas Can Can, 
which um, it's the music of the Can Can, but they've changed their own. Uh, they've changed the lyrics to suit a Christmas song. Um, there, it's it's fun. It's something different. It's not your usual uh, Christmas song. I'm definitely going to add that to my list. It's my favorite time of year, so I have a very kind of extensive Christmas playlist. Yeah, good, definitely. Um, Arthur, this conversation was sparked by a, a brilliant blog that you wrote for the Sul Nua newsletter, a letter to myself pre-COVID. And they say that the hindsight is a great thing. What is it that you miss most about the pre-COVID days and what would you wish you had done more of? Yeah, the the the, the, um, the post was, was something that I'd never done before, never done anything like it before. And I'd always had, you know, a thought to to maybe write some things down that I had been thinking about and, and to try it out. And I've, I just never had the time uh, to do it. So, so when um, somebody who I look up to very much, Pat Delaney uh, approached me and said, would you be interested in doing it? I said, right, here is my push and here's my, my real uh, um, shove into doing it. So I, yeah, spent the time sitting down and having to think about it. And um, yeah, it was great. It was a very therapeutic experience. I really, really enjoyed it. Just putting a bit of pen to paper and, 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 arranging my thoughts and um and writing about a few things you know so yeah so it was it was a good thing i think i might do it a bit more but um you you you'll have seen from that post you know there's a few things that, that i miss but one of the things and this is very cheesy and i hope not at all creepy uh the thing i miss the most are hugs you know it, i'm a very tactile person and and um i know when you meet somebody give them you know a nice big warm hug or shaking their hand or something like that and and you know right now it's very awkward you don't you 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 see somebody you're like can i hug you no we don't hug you okay we just stay and we just say hi we do a bit of a nod so it's a very weird thing that's one thing i probably miss the most and it's just just doesn't feel uh natural i, I know to some people they don't like hugs and i know that probably sounds a little bit uh creepy i hope it doesn't uh but uh yeah it's it's one thing that i probably have missed the most um from um you know just from meeting people as uh, over the last couple of weeks and in terms of you know what i um you know would have liked to have done differently or done more of i don't like looking back and saying you know i regret not doing enough of something but i'd like to look forward and you know i think my time in lockdown has has really uh, opened my eyes into what i should be doing more of you know and um spending more time you know on doing stuff that makes me feel good about myself is something that i've kind of i've 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 felt that i i probably should start doing a lot more of you know and and uh, that probably sounds a little bit selfish but really you know it 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 can be um it can include quite a a lot of different uh, things so for instance you know cutting out news um i found and i said this in the post as well i found that um there's a lot of negativity out there in the news and and I really like to not cut it out maybe but limit it the, the amount of news that that, that I'm, I'm listening to and that I'm hearing um it just you know it can put you in a bad mood just listening to all this negativity you know con- constantly I've been replacing it with a little Instagram page I found the good news movement um and um it's it's a page that only celebrates positive um messages and positive um uh, kind of photographs as well and stories so you know i've been doing focusing in an awful lot more of that sort of stuff just to kind of keep my my um my spirits a little bit higher i suppose but also just spending time with the kids uh doing a lot more with them you know and i always like to spend as much time as i possibly could with them anyway but i i really made a a um, concerted effort to spend more time and do physical things so we, we built a bug hotel in the back garden which was you know a really fun thing to do it was educational for them as well but it, it, it got them 
into uh, experiencing a little bit more with the uh, you know with ecosystems and and the actual bugs themselves and not being too frightened of of bugs when, which they would have thought were creepy crawlies beforehand you know it just kind of um opened their their eyes a little bit more so spending time with them in that way you know um a few other things you know baking and cooking i've been paying attention very much to you Aoife, and your um your sourdough uh, bread making. I do have ingredients downstairs to make a, a nice bacon and onion slice pan uh, later on today. So uh, yeah, I've been I've been paying attention to what you've been doing as well. Very very impressed. I think that the bread making has certainly been something that's taken off like wildfire on, on social media. But I I did notice your um your baking expeditions with the kids. I think it's something that's also nice maybe to do as a family. Yeah, and you know it's it's just another life skill to pass on to them, and you know it 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 takes them away from technology and and you know just getting them experience experiencing stuff and and um doing stuff with their hands, you know. And look, just in generally generally, I felt that you know I've realized I don't actually need a huge amount of things to be happy. You know, it's it's the time that you spend with people. Um, I'm going to this is a shameless little uh, drop here. I am celebrating a big birthday tomorrow um, and people keep asking me, you know, what do you want for your birthday? Can I get you a present? Uh, I'm like, you know what? Just spend time, come over, pay a visit or let's go out somewhere. You know, I, I really get an awful lot more enjoyment out of experiencing time with people and, and um, you know, and doing that rather than, um, you know, getting gifts. Now, if people want to get me a gift, I'm not going to complain too much about it either. But, uh, but I've just found that that's the way I've, I've um, enjoyed it a bit more. So do we need to kind of drop your address into this podcast to make sure all cards <laughs> and address and presents yeah. are delivered? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll be expecting the best, of course. No, of course not. Well, a very, very happy early birthday. Um, I won't ask you what the big number is, but irregardless, um, I hope you spend it with friends and family and in the best <laughs> way possible, as you say, experiencing time with people. Yeah, you uh, you can tell you can ask me. It's it's the big four zero. I don't mind at all. Uh, worried, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's weird. I I thought I'd be a bit more uh, together. I thought I'd have a lot more of my stuff sorted out by now. But hey, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose just to think to move on from that. I'm just thinking. You know, it's safe to say that after three months of lockdown, we're we're definitely adapting to a new normal. At first, I think we we may have thought that everything was was going to go away and things would return to what we thought was normal. Um, but quite frankly, I think many of the elements of how we live now are, are here to, to stay and what people keep referring to as a, a new normal. Um, and I think you've even just summed it up there towards the end of your last kind of nugget, uh, just talking about the fact that you've realized you don't need many um, things to make you happy in life. And, you know, that for your birthday, all you want to do is spend time with people and for them to, to drop over. And I suppose that is part of the whole um, part of adapting to what to what we're kind of moving into as a new world. And you've talked about adapting to, into a new way of life in, in the blog and everything you've talked about. You've said you sound like you really enjoyed it. What advice would, would you have, Arthur, for people on how they can best embrace change that is happening in our in our everyday lives at the moment? Yeah, well, you've actually just mentioned the word that I I use all the time and, and it is embrace it. You know, the, the I, I would definitely say if I was to give a couple of suggestions, 
embrace the change, embrace new approaches. You know, um, human human nature uh, and our instinct is to is to reject change. You know, it's to, we we have the idea of you know if it's not broke, don't fix it, sort of a thing. And it, it's it's a really hard thing for humans to kind of get out of it and say, um, you know what do we need to change something you know and and having a look at how we can embrace the change is something that doesn't come naturally to us we're very lucky in custom ireland that um you know we had quite a young team and um you know they they bring with them a lot of energy a lot of um you know new ideas fresh ideas and you mix that with the experience that we have in the team and and the, the best part about what we have is our experienced members of the team are open to 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 change, and you know they are they are very much willing to um to to uh, embrace it and to look at what we can do differently, you know. And in the beginning in February, when all this lockdown was being talked about that this might happen, I, I I'm going to uh, um completely shoot myself in the foot here because Cahor Murphy called us and he said, look, I think this is going to be a big big thing. We're going to have to start making plans. Don't don't ever tell him that I said he was right. Um, but um we had to at that an early stage we we had made plans to to you know start conference calls and you know to to get ready for what a potential work from home situation would be so you know we, we we we've been doing the adapting to the to the regular conference calls you know and and now as as we've got a bit of conference call fatigue we, we're pulling back a little bit on it and saying right you know what maybe we, we we won't do as many conference calls um you know we've introduced these uh it's a triple z day and i always have to think about it zero zoom zone day where um where we have a one day a week that we don't have any zoom calls you know and and it's amazing how productive we've been when we've when we've introduced that you know and then the other way to to, to embrace it you know um to embrace change is by offering your your products you know so um or having a look at what products you are offering you know we've introduced this into individual incentives idea which combines our our, our high-end fit in crafted ireland with our mice division in custom Ireland, you know, and uh, there's been an, it was just a natural progression and, you know, finding a solution for our clients is what it is. So that'd be my first thing, definitely embrace the change and, you know, be open to new approaches. I think I love the idea of a no Zoom day because I think we've all really felt that, that Zoom fatigue um, setting in at the best of times with the number of team calls, client calls, webinars. Um, I think, video calls are actually more tiring than face-to-face interactions. Yeah, very much so. And, and you're, you're spending a lot more energy trying to make sure everybody is, is engaged or everybody's, you know, understanding or people are happy. You know, you can't pick up on people's um, body language through a Zoom call, you know, so that's, that's a lot more difficult. Yeah, I found that a, a bit of a challenge. So we've talked about embracing the change. Do you have another takeaway for our listeners? My second takeaway would be um, not being afraid to do stuff for yourself. You know, I mean, I've already mentioned that, um, that, you know, I have quite a lot of hobbies and I think humans, you know, we have an innate guilt when, you know, we start doing something for ourselves, you know, it inhibits us from trying new things and, and, and new hobbies. And, you know, as I said, I, I do quite a lot of things in my spare time, you know, acting, singing, directing, um, you know, I do a bit of sports, woodwork, puzzles, games, that sort of stuff. And and it's so important to have these um these things that you know that make you feel happy, you know, um, and and not feel guilty about it. Now I have a caveat with that. You know, I mentioned I've got a wife and three kids. 
I still make sure that I spend the time with them, that I give them their time to do stuff for them as well. So, you know, don't be feeling guilty about doing something for yourself once you're also looking after the people who are around you and you're you're giving them the time as well. You know, there's a reason why they say on a plane when, you know, if the oxygen masks drop to attach yours first before you attach anybody else's before you help anybody else's because if you're gasping for air you're no use to anybody so apply the same principle to life look after yourself and then you can help other people along the way as well now i think that's a, a really important um note to pass on to people and i think we've all had a little bit of time for self-reflection during this particular period of time i found myself actually carving out time for me whether it's a, a 25 minute walk with the dog or going for a run or putting my headphones in and kneading some dough and baking some bread. I think just little small things um, that we, we do for ourselves put us in the right mindset to then be able to help others. I think it's a, a really, really important thing um, to try take on board. And I think it's a hard thing to take on board. Very much so. And, and as, as I said, it goes against us, you know, and it's don't, don't feel guilty about it. You know, you have to look after yourself. That's a big, big thing. And a final and third takeaway, Arthur, what would your last piece of advice be? So my final takeaway, and th- this isn't, I suppose, specific to, to lockdown. This is in general. I just think I, I maybe put more practice in lockdown. And it's being mindful of your, your personal brand. All right. I, I heard it said before that you know your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And it's so important. And that's so true as well. You know, how many times would you uh, would you see somebody and as soon as they leave, you're like, oh, my God, that person was amazing. You know, such a such a really inspirational person. Or it could be the opposite as well. A person's a, a draw. You you need to figure out what your brand is. You know, we spend a lot of time on our company's brands. You know, I, we've had strategy calls and strategy meetings, strategy meetings on, um, you know, on what we want our brand to be in in um, like what, social social media or, you know, what we want people to see when they see our own company brand we need to do the same for ourselves you know for so for instance in lockdown i was very conscious that you know i wanted to portray a very positive message um that it was you know not looking at negativity at all you know looking at uh doing um fun photographs or fun you know posts doing the pub quiz um with the we had a site art and pub quiz and i was the the host for 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 both of them actually um and then supplier webinars you know we, we had a lot of suppliers who invited us to to just go on to a webinar um, a group webinar and we wanted to make sure we were supporting them you know so that was a very very important thing you know my my i wanted my personal brand to, to reflect you know a positive um a positive uh, mood i suppose and a positive tone um and I, I I've always I always live by this uh, Maya Angelou quote. So she's the the American uh, poet and activist uh, Maya Angelou, and her um her quote is I've learned that people will forget what you say, forget what you have done, but they will never forget how you make them feel. And you know that really really um really really kind of stands for me, and it's something that I like to live by. Well, Arthur, thank you so much for this fascinating conversation. Um, I think there are really three important tips to impart with our, our listeners. I would literally talk for another 15 minutes <laughs> about your extensive uh, background in, in theatre, virtual pub quiz master, ex-radio DJ, um, and many other things. So thank you so much for your time, Arthur, and I hope to see you soon face to face. Oh, brilliant, Eva. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining the Chiliad Digital Podcast. See you next time.